Well, hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me. This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of my Bold Business Bits podcast show. This is Ros Jones and today my guest is Shelley Whitaker from Wonder and Lux. Shelley is a blogger and content creator. She's the first real life blogger I ever met. Her background is an economics degree, working in the mining and construction industry in Perth, Australia. And now she lives in York and she's a blogger and content creator. She lives with her husband, her daughter and her two beagles. Enjoy listening to her journey. So hello and welcome to Shelley Whitaker of Wander and Lux. Hi, Shelley. Hi, Russ. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. We also have Bailey and Nellie here, who you may be able to hear. Bailey and Nellie are the two beagles. So Shelley, blogger and content creator from Australia. Yes, yeah, I've been here for about two years now. And what made you come to York? It all came about with my husband's work. So he's working on one of the um, big mining projects here or it's out near Scarborough. So we decided to take a punt and take the job um, and York was probably better suited for living for us. So that's why we decided to move here. And so how long have you been living in the UK? Uh, So I moved here. Troy came a little bit earlier than me because I needed to finish up at work and pack up the house and sell the car and all those fun things. So I moved here in March 2017. How has it been? Um, It's been great. It's not that much of a shock to the system. So there's, you know, I can go to Tesco and still buy the same things that that I want to. And my family are originally from England, so I've still got family down in Norwich. Okay. So we've been here quite a bit before. Um, so the weather's not great. <laughs> Last summer was much better, um, but we've really enjoyed the opportunity to travel through Europe and, and see lots of different things and meet lots of different people. So. Fantastic. And so have you always been a blogger and content creator? Uh, definitely not, no. My background is mining and construction, so um, I've got 11-plus years' experience doing that. And actually my undergraduate degree was uh, economics, so completely different wow. to blogging. <laughs> wow. And so tell, so tell us about the, the transition. So you're a mining construction, a commercial manager, I think, in mining construction in yes, Australia. Not, yes. Okay. Yep. And then so what made you take the step to become a, a blogger, full-time blogger? It all started, I think it was when we were on holidays for my 30th birthday, actually. We went to Koh Samui and I was reading a magazine and I saw an advert for a um, travel journalism course. So I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. You can get paid to travel. So I looked into that and I signed up to that and I was doing that while I was working full time. Um, And at the time I was doing a job that I didn't particularly enjoy. So I suppose I was looking for an outlet of something that I wanted to do. Please excuse the dogs. (laughs) So then when I was in between jobs, so uh, it's been sort of a downtime in Perth where we were. So I decided to set up the blog. I thought I had nothing, nothing to lose. So while I was looking for work, I set up the blog. 
So when you say downtime, is that like the session you mean? Or yes, just, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, um, it hit Perth a lot later than the rest of the world. So they had a big iron ore boom, um, which kept us going. Um, and then in about 2014, it all started, um, you know, falling apart because everything had been constructed yeah. and, um, yeah, all the construction work was gone. So it was definitely uh, getting to become a bit of a, a dog-eat-dog world in yeah. Perth and every man for himself in terms of jobs. So. I'm looking at you now. Uh, a very beautiful, petite uh, woman working in the mining construction. Yeah. So tell us a bit like that. What was it like for a woman in that environment? Um, I'd say I never want to complain, <laughs> but the reality is that it is hard work. I started my first role when I was 21, so um, people don't necessarily take you seriously. So, yeah, I think I've had to probably work a lot harder for things, but... I suppose I've been quite resilient with my upbringing and what have you. So, and I just um, always keep putting my name forward and keep working hard and um, probably don't really listen to what the others say. So Mm -hmm. eventually you do find people that will be on your side and um, will look after you and bring you along on the journey. So my last job before I finished up for maternity leave, I, I really enjoyed that. And that was some guys that I'd worked with before and gave me the opportunity to take a key role in the project so uh, that was fabulous but it took 11 years to get to that point yeah well done you so resilience is something that um we speak about a lot on my podcast show uh but good grounding I guess or character building for setting up your business yeah definitely and I mean I've worked in small mining companies and large mining companies um you see how the whole business works and what they need um and the the Smaller businesses, you have to, uh, you know, just do everything, even if you're a commercial manager, you might have to, I don't know, occasionally go to the post office or make someone a cup of tea or whatever it might be. It's just, um, I never like to hear that's not my job. Yes. not (laughs) um, how I work. So definitely a a good stance to um, do whatever I decide to do in business, I guess. Yeah. So getting back to the blog now, so... You gave up your full-time job to set up your blog? Um, No, not exactly. So when we moved to England, I was 20 weeks pregnant. Wow. Um, Yep. Just about let you on the flight, I guess. Yeah, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, Thankfully, I carried very small, so I don't think people could even tell that I was pregnant at that point. So I continued to work remotely for my company pretty much right up until I had my daughter. So we had some key contracts that needed to be finalised, so... I was able to do that remotely, which worked out really well. And then, yeah, they were going into construction from that point, so I had to let the job go. And then, I mean, I probably could have been back at work after three to four months after you're out of the baby haze. Um, But the reality of being here, we've had lots of visitors. My husband's been working a lot, um, so I haven't really pursued a role and there's not a lot of mining in York. Yes. So digging sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So um, I decided I would crank up the blog again, um, probably about August last year when I put Mackenzie into nursery. So I've really been focusing on that over the last sort of nine months to try and make something happen with it. Yeah. And how's it going? It's going well, I think. So it's all slow and steady process, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Nothing happens overnight. So traffic's definitely increasing and the social channels are getting um, more followers and 
slowly getting little bits of money in. It might pay for a coffee a month if I'm lucky. (laughs) But it all has to start somewhere. And if you look at the successful bloggers, they've been doing it for five or six years now, Mm -hmm. I think. So hopefully if I can follow in their footsteps and, and make something of it, that would be great. As you know, when I first met you, I, you were the first blogger I've ever met. And I'm just intrigued by the, the title as well, Wander and Luck. So tell us about how, how you came up with the, the title, the, the content idea. What's that about? Originally when I set it up, so I think we got cut off before by the dogs. Yeah, I was in between jobs, set up the um, blog name. Now, I had a, the Wonder and Lux is a play on Wonderlust. So okay. Wonder being travel and then lux being luxury items so initially it was about luxury travel is where I was thinking and where my headspace was at but now that I've had Mackenzie that gives you lots of content creating ability uh, and I think people quite enjoy seeing us travel with a child how we manage to do it um, tips and tricks Um, I mean she went to 12 countries in 12 months initially so I like to think that we're starting to become a bit of experts in that in that area. So um, and that's how the name's come about. So I did consider whether changing it now that it covers motherhood as well, but I've always quite liked the name mm-hmm. um, and the branding and things like that. So I've just decided to keep it the same. Yeah. And why would people want to list, uh, read your blog? So I suppose th- my target market is women probably aged 25 to 45. They're quite ambitious in their careers They like to travel themselves, um, like a bit of luxury in their lives, but also happy to, you know, go to Primark and get a bargain. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, sharing tips of hotels that we've stayed at, what works well, um, you know, products to buy, things like that. So, and hopefully it's just a bit of a five-minute escape from your life as well and you can think about holidays that you have been on or that you want to dream to go on and, yeah, just a bit of an escape, I guess, in the busy life that's full of lots of bad news these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've got uh, two very lively dogs, Mackenzie, yes. who's yeah. now Should be two, two next month, yeah. Terrible twos or delightful twos or both? Oh, it's been, a, <laughs> it's been hard work since she was born, to be honest. So oh, right, okay. I figure once, I feel once we can communicate a bit more that maybe... Yeah. Life will be a bit easier for okay. us. <laughs> and and a husband as well. So how do you, when do you make time to, to do your blogs? So I've, she goes to nursery two days a week now, and that was a conscious decision to, to focus on the blogging. During the week when she is napping, I sit down and do my work or my, you know, create my social content and things like that. And then in the evenings, if Troy is away, I'll sit down for an hour or two Um mm-hmm. And do some work as well. So weekends are normally, you know, family time or travel time, um, downtime. And in the evenings, if um, if we're all home, then I struggle to do much work. I, I was the same even um, you know, in my mining work when I went home. It was shut down pretty much. Yeah. Everyone needs a rest. Yeah, they do. Um, so is it easy just to sit down and just write and I, do you have to wait for the muse or what what triggers or is it just about a, a matter of focus discipline and just get it done definitely have to be focused and disciplined and I think once you have a child you realize how time poor you are you've got to maximize those hours that you've got in the day there's no oh I'll do that tomorrow because you've got a child to look after sometimes some of them are really easy to write and just you know I can sit down and it's done other times 
yeah, I can struggle for the motivation. So I think re- when you're recapping holidays and things like that, it becomes quite easy, doesn't yeah. it? So if you're writing what you know about, and I think it's get- the same with getting up for public speaking, if you know what it is, it's easy to be done. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. when you don't know what you're talking about that it becomes difficult. Yes. <laughs> and so do you have to go on very regular holidays to provide this content? Um, I think it would definitely help. It would give <laughs> me lots of ideas. But I think we have done a lot today already and you can draw on lots of different things. So my best performing blog post is um, why you should travel business class with your baby. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my thoughts, isn't it, I've, that I've jotted down. Um, but people are really interested whether you can tr- travel business class and how it all comes about and how you should act and what have you. So you don't have to travel all the time, but it does help. And, I mean, given that we're new to England, we could just go out to the the Lakes District or something, and yeah. that gives me content. Yeah. Or, you know, even yeah. popping to Leeds for a shopping trip is content for me. Absolutely. It's well, a trip to Scarborough. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, the, And there's plenty in York, I guess, as well, because it's a great place for visitors to come. So, you, Yes, yeah. and I've definitely been making my way yeah. through all the tourist attractions yeah. slowly. Yeah, good. So in terms of blogging, for anybody listening who's actually interested in blogging, what would your advice be? Um, that's a good one. And I don't think I still definitely haven't nailed the blogging aspect of things. Um, I'd say probably just get started. If it's what you want to do, just don't um, put it off or overthink it. Just mm-hmm. the reality is you're not going to have a big audience to start with. So um, I've read many things that say it's probably just your mum and your best friend reading it. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah, there's heaps of resources. Do your research out there. You can probably get information for free if you want it. Um, yeah, and and just have a crack. Keep writing, uh, you know, different things that you're interested in and it will come to you. There is a book that I read that I quite liked called The Million Dollar Blog. Oh, yes, um, I think I've read that. By yeah. Natasha yeah. Courtney yeah, yeah. Smith. Yeah. I think that's a good starting point as well if you're mm-hmm. interested in doing a blog. It will give you a bit of a groundwork. Um, people think it's all just about the writing, but there's a lot of background work that you need to do in terms of search engine optimization yeah. and the website and... Um, hosting a website and advertising, photography, all those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, so. absolutely. And what's the future of blogging? Is, is, are we going to get full up of blogs or, or what do you think? Um, that's a good question as well, which I'm, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, if In that book, Natasha said that there's still heaps of room and they think that it's still a relatively up-and-coming area. So yeah. I think it's been popular over the past sort of six years or so. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about video content mm-hmm. um, and that's the way that it's going, that people are going to be more engaged that way. Um, and podcasts as well, I think, is – I don't know if it's just because I've started listening to them or not, but there seems to be a lot of one around and a lot of good ones around and that will probably supplement your blog quite nicely as well. Yeah, yeah. And do you think – so people tell me that nobody's going to read your article or your post or whatever if it's more – if it takes them to more than two minutes. What do you think about that? Yes, you might be right there. And But then you read all the search engine optimization things, you know, so that you can get onto page one of Google and it says that it needs to be, you know, 1,200, 1,500 words, oh, wow, you okay. know. Mm. Um, That's interesting. People definitely skim over things, so I think it's important to have headings. Yeah. So I would say things – you know, things to do with kids in Paris, for example, and then bullet points, you know, yeah. so then they can at least quickly see. Um, and I think it's quite important to have good photography on your site as well because yeah. 
I'm notorious for just flicking through a magazine and looking mm. at the pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, really, isn't it? Because I mean, I, I love writing, and you know, I put a lot of thought into the words that I use, and you know, the the real detail of a of a sentence. And when you just people just skim over them, it's. Oh. Anyway, I think, but I well, one. personally, I still notice if something's written badly or yeah. you know the grammar's not right. So even if I am skimming over, I think so. Five years time, what do you see uh, the future of your business? Have you, got a, have you got a plan or a vision or are you just taking it as it comes? Taking it as it comes because um, I don't even know where we will be at that point. Okay, yeah. So, And I think I couldn't have even forecasted a career, you know, my mining career, I couldn't have forecasted where I really wanted yeah. to go with that back then. And, um, you know, jobs change, technology changes, all those sorts of things. So I think it's, um, you know, good to have goals throughout the year and, and um, record where you're going, keep track of things like that. But... I think it's hopefully the start of something and we'll see what opportunities present themselves and we'll, we'll see from there. Excellent. So no aspirations to, to return to mining and construction? Look, I'm still 50-50 about that. Okay. Um, if we went back to Perth tomorrow, I would probably just go and get a job straight away. Right. Okay. Um, but it's because it's what I know. Yeah. So if a job presents itself to me here in England that looks great, then I wouldn't be opposed to taking that either, but... So yeah, it's taking just the opportunities as they come. Pretty yeah? much mm-hmm. just trusting the yeah. timing of my life at the yeah. moment and see where it takes me. Excellent. And for women out there who are maybe feeling a bit stuck in a man's world and thinking about take, setting up by themselves, doing something, what would you what would you say? What would your one piece of advice be to them, Shirley? In terms of setting up something themselves, you think? Or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. And I guess it depends... Yeah, I mean, financially, everyone needs to be able to support themselves as well, don't they? So Mm -hmm. if you've got mortgages and bills to pay, you're not just going to throw it all in to go for a dream that you've got. So it depends on your responsibilities and what have you. Yeah. This opportunity for me, it's something that I've always been interested in and the timing's just come about. So I think if you've got a good idea, have confidence in it, um, learn your elevator pitch and how that's going to work. If you need to still be working, then, you know, try and do your hustle at night time or on the mm-hmm. weekends I think if you're passionate about it enough about it then it will come about or work in due course so it's a complicated question that I could probably spend a whole podcast talking about of whether or not you should do things yeah but, maybe um, we'll do that one day actually yeah <laughs> but I love that because uh, a lot of people just say just do it and uh, and you've taken a, a more measured approach and yeah, actually yeah, yeah. actually they, we do have responsibilities don't we yes so and I'm probably quite risk adverse yeah. when it comes and so that's why the the blogging helps me because it's not a huge financial commitment rather yeah. than setting up you know a physical yeah. shop or a business where I need to buy a lot of products so it still does have costs for you um, websites and hostings and you know cameras and whatever you might need but it can all be staggered as well and what about the qualities that you need to that you need for instance that you know for your business good communication skills are mm. always yeah right up there whether they're written or verbally being confident when you present yourself so I've always dressed up when I go to work um, always wore my heels and my makeup and everything and you just come across more professionally even when I go to bed, my pajamas will match. I think it's just yeah, yeah, that's um, cool. just presenting yourself, you know, and putting up your hand for opportunities. I don't know if you've read "Lean In" by the COO of, of Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg, um, and she talks about leaning in, putting up your hands for opportunities, saying yes, 
and yeah, other podcasts and books that I've read as well, they're saying whatever opportunities present themselves, just say yes, go along to those networking events. Um, I love that. And you don't know who you're going to meet. That's fantastic. Great sound advice. A great place to end our conversation. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining us today. Ah, thank you for having me. It was great. What I really loved about my conversation with Shelley is her thoughtful, measured approach to life. She says, if you're passionate enough about it, then it will just come about and work in due course. She's very relaxed in her approach to life, and I love that. It's just about taking the opportunities, she says, sticking your hand up to opportunities. And that's what she's done, and that's how she lives her life. And I just really love it. It feels so confident and positive. So after our conversation, I was inspired enough to actually look up something about seizing opportunities. What have previous entrepreneurs, famous people said about seizing opportunities? So I'm just going to read some out to you that I found uh, just by Googling this. Opportunities are like sunrises. If you wait too long, you miss them. That's from William Arthur Ward. Opportunities they're all around us. There is power lying latent everywhere, waiting for the observant eye to discover it. Orison Sweat Marden. Opportunities, many times, are so small that we glimpse them not, and yet they are often the seeds of great enterprises. Opportunities are also everywhere, and so you must always let your hook be hanging. When you least expect it, a great fish will swim by. That's by Ogmandino. And then, I love this one. Most people miss opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. That comes from Thomas Edison. Or one from Albert Einstein. In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. And I love this. This is what Shelley was talking about when she was mentioning that as the mining industry that she was working in in Australia was going into recession, she had taken an interest in travel journalism and trained for a course. How often do we miss just these things that present them to us and miss them and just let them go by? It's just about being present, I guess, and just watching and waiting for these things to arrive. Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's full of famous quotations, he says, every wall is a door. I love that one. And then Emily Dickinson, a great American poet, she says, Not knowing when the dawn will come, I open every door. Love that too. Actually looking for opportunities. Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich, he says, Your big opportunity may be right where you are now. I often say to people, I quote this to people because I've learned this myself, The thing that you're most afraid of is probably the key to your success. It's quite similar to Napoleon Hill's quote there. So what is the thing that we're most afraid of, that thing that's sitting underneath the rock? If we turned it over with our toe, what would be underneath? And actually, if we embraced it, would be the key to our success. I had a great quote that I found in a magazine at the weekend, and I just um, cut it out, and I've been looking at it ever since. And it just says, make fear your friend. And I'm just thinking, hmm, that's really interesting. I like that. Anyway, more quotations here on seizing opportunity. Mahatma Gandhi, he says, the future depends on what you do today. Milton Berle, if opportunity doesn't knock, build the door. So actually creating space for opportunities. 
And then Francis Bacon, a wise man will make more opportunities than he finds. So that's about actually proactively making opportunities than just occur to you. And the last word has to go to Jim Rohn, who we love. He says, opportunities and success are not something you go after necessarily, but something you attract by becoming an attractive person. I love that. And Shelley is an amazing young woman, a young, vibrant Australian coming over here, pregnant when she came over here, just taking opportunities as she comes, but just being such an attractive person that we all attracted to her and want to talk to her and find out more about what she does. So if you want to know more about her, what she does, you need to check out her blog, which is at Wonder and Lux. So it's Wonder as in W-A-N-D-E-R and A-N-D, Lux, L-U-X-E, dot com dot A-U, because she's Australian. And I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast and uh, go on and explore more about Shelley Whitaker at Wandering Locks. And thanks for joining me. See you next time. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.